everybody and welcome back to the Washed Athlete Podcast. We are essentially a group of guys. There's five of us, but there's only three on today. We essentially talk about sports, movies, TV, anything we really feel like talking about. We're just a bunch of college kids, so we're out here just living our life. School started recently, um, but today is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Typically, we would just talk about kind of like things that happened in the week or topics that were on our mind, but today we are going to purely talk about the boys. I finished the boys about two, three days ago, and Andres and Raj have been done for a long time, so we figured there was no better time than to break down the boys, because I think ever, it's definitely on like the top of everyone's favorite tier, uh, favorite shows at the moment, right? No question. Yes. So if you haven't heard about the boys, this is probably not the episode for you, but if you want to listen to it, we'll kind of describe what it is a little bit, um, and if you have, then you can just continue listening. So the boys is essentially a TV show about a bunch of superheroes, um, who kind of like go to company they like they are working as part of companies it's very like capitalist like what if superheroes were corrupt what if they were like what if they were branded and stuff like that um and then there's a group of people that want to take them down because as you will see when watching it they're very corrupt and bad people um that's kind of feels like the general baseline of what the boys is right yeah exactly that. i would say yeah. in even simpler terms Power of um, superheroes meet capitalism. United States of America. What if yep. superheroes were privatized? There you go. Yep. So like very like very I don't know. It feels like a simple concept, but when you watch, it, you see how many layers there are to it. Um, yeah. Which is one of the cool things about it. So again, if you haven't watched the boys and you don't want it spoiled for you at this point, I would not continue watching. Um, we don't have many spoiler-free <laughs> thoughts because there's probably there's spoilers like every single like five minutes of the show. Yes. Um, because big things happen all the time. So. Again, if you if you care, stop watching. If you don't care and you just want to kind of hear about it and what happens as we like kind of detail through each season, um, keep watching. We'll love to have you. Um, so I guess going into general thoughts, I'll start with you, Andres. Like, what are your general thoughts about the show? Um, like impressions, just like what are you thinking about the boys? Yeah, I mean, one thing about the boys that it's not really specific to the show, but it's that um, it's cool to see something that's not DC or Marvel like really get this much like traction and just fame and popularity and it's it's just something different like we haven't really seen anything like this before because with the MCU we're used to like lighthearted uh, classic superhero esque movies and TV shows and this is just like wow it, it's 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 more real because like if if like I like I genuinely believe if superheroes were real like we would probably get something like that honestly. <laughs> Like, I think that's, a, that's probably what we get in our world. And it's pretty cool to see that, um, like visually and just like what I love about the show is that it's not really plot driven. It's more, it's like, it's character driven completely because there's not like, oh, it's, um, the goal at to, by the end of the season is to do X and Y. It's rather like something comes up with the character. That's just what keeps the plot going forward. And I think that's, that's really fun. Gosh, yeah. Thoughts on thoughts on the boys. Hmm. Where do I start with the boys? I mean, the day I came back from Jersey, uh, I was introduced to the boys by Jacob, and uh, he specifically made me watch the first scene. And um, yes. that was that was quite honestly, uh, it reeled me in a lot. And like, yeah. After slowly going through it and watching the boys and everything, it's like at first you're like, oh, this is a really cool concept, and then it starts tackling like a bunch of underlying themes present throughout the entire show, and it's like really cool to see like 
I'm also a big Attack on Titan fan and like the underlying story in that too. It's like it's nice to see shows have like a very like prominent underlying theme instead of like, you know, the Marvel algorithm sometimes of just like, okay, insert new hero and then let's just make some rudimentary hero's journey for them and then oh underdeveloped villain that they're probably going to beat because we're not going to have another Thanos level threat for another four years. So it's kind of like, it's, it's just refreshing to kind of get stuff like that. And like, it's, they're not holding back. Like I would love to see like Iron Man put a missile through someone and like them show it, but the boys did it for me. So it works. Yeah. I mean, I think refreshing is like totally the right word word there are gonna be some people who maybe watch this who are gonna think that we don't understand that these are based on comics that are pretty old i do understand that yeah. but just seeing like based on like translation media like i don't really factor the marvel comics into what i think about the mcu so i'm not going to factor the boys comics into here so like refreshing is the right word because you don't in marvel you don't see anything gory you don't see anything that's like super like unfiltered like again if you haven't watched the boys language is off like there's no like language um like watch they don't watch their words there's it's really gory um there's a lot of like sexual scenes in it and whatnot so like, they don't really hold back which is like again refreshing like it's andres and raj said because we don't see that in media and then i think the best thing it does and andres kind of touched on this is the boys is such like they have such good characters and you care about the characters and they spend a lot of time on them um so they don't seem inconsequential and like you hate the characters you're supposed to hate you root for the characters you are supposed to root for um and even small side characters like they find a way to make them like quirky and funny and weird that they're memorable um there's a character at one point who his name is love sausage and he essentially wraps his long penis around someone's neck and <laughs> it's like it's he's in the show for like i don't know maybe a total of two minutes of screen time but like they find ways to make these small characters really memorable and that's what's really cool about the boys so it's a really cool show. I, it's not definitely not for everyone. Um, if you're not into gore and like rough language or just like hard hitting, like like a very serious show, like if that's not your speed, like totally understandable. It's not going to be for you because every episode there's a lot of gore. Every episode something bad is happening. Um, so again, not for everyone, but I think for a lot of people you'll find it refreshing. And I think it's almost a piece of media that like people should see, like. You have Marvel, which almost everyone has probably seen, um, at least one Marvel movie or one Marvel show, and you watch The Boys and you realize how different it is. Um, so I think if you have the opportunity to watch it, at least give one episode a shot, um, which, which I think would hook you in, because we'll talk about it a little bit as we break down the seasons, but like the first episode, there's just some crazy stuff that happens in it, and you want to see it paid off. And that's kind of what The Boys does. Like it constantly, like, brings up plot lines like there's plot lines that come up at the end of season one that carry over into season two um and they're not even like completed or there's not like a cliffhanger like they just haven't figured them out like we'll get into it but like the deep like you don't really you, you mean really the, have a conclusion doesn't mean have a peak? conclusion the p not just the <laughs> like, deep no the deep the deep doesn't have um doesn't have like a conclusion to his storyline he's not left on a cliffhanger at season one like you simply just like they don't finish the storyline because they're like, they know they're going to continue. And you see a little bit of that in season three as well. Um, so they don't leave you on a cliffhanger. They don't like kill off his character or anything. They're just like, yeah, you'll see him again and figure out what happens. And they just keep carrying these storylines on. Um, and then of another note before we like really get into it, it's really refreshing to see them make fun of superheroes because, and we've talked about this a lot as like with Raj, Andres, Jacob, Peter, we all talk about it. Like the names of these superheroes are ridiculous. So again, if you haven't watched the boys, <laughs> 
common common names of these superheroes include the Deep, who <laughs> swims underwater. Um, he's he, like he's like he's, he's like Aquaman. He's a creepy Aquaman, and yeah, Aquaman's already like, weird. Yeah, but he's like yeah. the Deep. Um, <laughs> Starlight, you like can control light. Like what a stupid name. Black Noir black, is my favorite. Noir my is black favorite. in another language, so it's, it's really black black. It's black black. <laughs> yep, black black. Um. What are some other ones? Um, translucent is invisible. Well, he's not invisible. But, but he's like, not. Forget about A Train. Oh yeah, A Train. A Train takes a trip through to Africa. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, like they just have really stupid. And we're we're missing some. Um, like Homelander is even a stupid name for like the most powerful like Superman of the show. Um, Stormfront like shoots lightning out of her hands like. Soldier Boy. <laughs> so yeah, we forgot Soldier Boy. Crimson um, Countess. Mindstorm. What, were, what was the what was the little sidekick called? Uh, uh, the gun, oh, are you talking about the gun one? Soldier Boy, the guy with the gun. Gunpowder. Gun gun, Gunpowder. Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah, who, so are, the, who are the explosive twins? TNT, TNT twins. twins. <laughs> So, again, some people watching, you won't get the context of this, but these are just some of the superhero names, and all their powers, like, are very predictable based on, like, what we say. Like, Soldier Boy, like, is Captain America, and Gunpowder is really good with guns. Like, big shocker. Um, So, <laughs> it's just really it's just really funny, and, and like, you, honestly, like, I remember when I wasn't watching and Raj and Andres were talking about the boys, I was like, honestly, like, the superhero names kind of, like, uh, turn me off a little bit. Like, they're just, like, making a joke of the whole thing. But you quickly forget how stupid these names are, like, mid-show. You just acknowledge it. Like, now I'm just like, yeah, Starlight. Yep. That's Annie. Just Starlight. Um, so it goes by pretty quickly. But unless anyone has anything else, I think we will move into kind of talking about Season 1, some important details that happen and, like, going through that. So I believe it is the opening scene of Season 1. Instantly, again, spoilers, you have one of the superheroes, A-Train, sprint right through robin which is huey's girlfriend they say just... that robin got a train ran on her well no a train ran through her yeah -train literally ran, through, ran through like you see in the show like huey's holding just the one arm of robin as the rest of her body has exploded because a train literally was super sped through her and at that point in the show you're just like you are thrown into it so fast because you're just like like i was literally like what what like you don't even know how to react. Yeah. It's so it's it's so funny just seeing new like it happened like Jacob got to witness it with me and Raj and Peter of just um seeing that scene and then I got to relive it with some other friends back home and it's great because as one of my friends back home, um we put it on for him to watch. Like all like a few a bunch of us had already seen it and we put it on for him. And as that we're like, trust me, just watch the show. For five minutes in this kid's jaw drops. He's looking around the room at everyone. We're all just laughing. He doesn't speak for five minutes, just looking around the room. And was, and then his first word after those five minutes is, what? Yep. Just like, and it's not, again, it's a very gory show. So, like, you just see, like, bone and flesh and just a hand sitting in Huey's hand. And you're just like, okay. And you just kind of move into it. And then, again, in the same episode... You have the deep essentially like using his power to sexually coerce Starlight, um, and you're just like again. I was just like, what? Like in like one episode, we've had someone get run through by a speedster, 
and then we pretty much have sexual assault in like one episode and they just don't they they do not pull punches on this show um and episode one really does a good job of that um and again you get introduced to the deep um and whatnot which just like again like introduction to some of these characters just like (laughs) like the deep is like an idiot like such an idiot and then again you have like black noir who doesn't talk um and we meet Translucent, Translucent, who has to walk around naked so that he can be, like, invisible. So they constantly have, like, jokes about him just, like, being naked. Like, he's chilling in the bathroom at some points, like, naked, watching people. Um, and just, like, a whole thing. So, we have that. And then also, I think, early on, they kind of establish, like, what the plot is, which is good. Is it because they have Butcher kind of show up. Um, great character. And then they kind of start to get the plot going a little bit and you kind of know where this is going. I think probably by like the end of episode two or something, you know where the story is going, which is as much as it is a character driven show. I think overall, like, you know, the plot from episode, from season one to whenever the the end of the show is Homelander is going to be killed. Like that is, that is where we're going with everything. So like it is being driven by one plot. Um, Like Thanos is collecting the infinity stones. It just depends. Like, when we will get to the end and have that showdown in 20 um, years, 20 years. Actually, I, I forget when the start of the, when did Iron Man come out? Oh, uh, we're, we're, oh, we're actually it talking like, about, okay. It was like oh, no, I was years, just trying to figure out 10, 10 years, years. No, 11, 11 years, just 2019. Yeah. So, um, like you get pretty established early. That this is the end goal. Um, and what's interesting again is, Butcher is completely using Huey. Like, their, oh, yeah. your first introduction is, like, he's using the hell out of this guy just to get his own personal game gain. Yep. And I think that's just, like, um, the part of it. So, I think, like, we kind of talked about some key points of, like, episode one, episode two. But, like, season one as a whole, like, what did you guys think about season one? Um, I was creeped out at times with Homelander's whole relationship with, uh... Madeline. Was Madeline. Madeline. Yeah, that was... Will. That was, um very his, uh, weird to see yeah his mommy kink was uh very very odd. yeah yeah odd. i and again it's one of it's one of those things in season one where you're just like what yeah like, exactly it's just like the what drop moments and there's a couple of them in there um i don't think i have any one writ on right wrote wrote down right now but um man i can't talk um oh i can make again, funny that, Galatirum. So we start with Robin getting a train ran through her, or a yep. train running through Robin, and then we have Translucent getting blown up by a bomb being put up his uh his butt. Yeah, and then um let's see after that <laughs> let's see what else did happen in season one that was gory. Didn't home? Oh yeah, when Homelander decided to uh the plane scene with Queen Maeve. Yep. We had oh that. yeah, that was wild. We also had Ho- Homelander brutally killed someone else too. I think. Well, uh, who, who did he not brutally kill? That's also yeah. true. Well, hold on. I think what moment is when he laser eyes Madeline Stitwell at the yeah, end of that, season yes, one. That. I yes, was getting there. Yes, I was going to get the. Yeah, I was going. I was going to talk on that too. That one was. We can save that for a little bit. But what? What? Uh, what other big deaths? Oh, during season claw? one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, A train. Uh, giving <laughs> just making her OD. Yeah, her literally sitting on someone and. Oh my spiked. god! I forgot that happened. Uh, yeah. Getting spiked in the face. It was her that. landlord. Yeah, that was that was like a whole like. I think that t- entire like pop claw um a train arc was like really well done because you kind oh, of yeah. saw like how a train was conflicted between like 
like getting his own like personal gain of being like the fastest man alive and his drug addiction to compound v mm-hmm. um but also how like how like drug addiction affects your relationship um because again like pop was kind of like get off the v um and eventually like she like felt like she wasn't like close to him enough so she ended up taking that drug kill someone and it gets extorted and then a train ends up <laughs> overdosing in the season one finale um which I think that is, like, that's, like, season one definitely had the biggest, like, cliffhangers at the end of the episode. Because oh, at yeah. the end of season one, Oh, my you God. Learn... Wait. We forgot Kimiko just, uh, just ending that gang. Oh, yeah. Ripping the dude's face Ripping off. Ripping the dude's face off, yeah. Kimiko's also really done, well done. She's character. awesome. We'll into, She's we'll awesome. Get, yeah, we'll get to, into that a little bit. But, like, at the end of season one, like, that cliffhanger is crazy <laughs> because you figure out they're hiding Becca. And, like, the, the kid uh, with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like, you learned that. He actually, end. his son didn't die. He wasn't lying. Like, he was lying, yeah. too. Which was really, like, it threw me off at first because like, I said I didn't really know what was going on. Because they show, like, clips in the season of, like, Becca dying in childbirth. Like, they like they show, like, her, like pretty much her being ripped apart by this superhero uh, trying yeah. to be born. So then I don't know why they really showed those clips if she was still alive. Like, they could have just, like, not done that. I think it made it more confusing. But... Yeah. No, I totally agree. I was, I was lost. I was definitely lost. Cause they like they showed clips of her like dying or like yeah. losing a lot of blood. I so maybe she. I think that was done because it was the doctor's like, it was the vision he was putting in Homelander's head. Yeah, that's and it kind of kind of shows how Homelander's been played this entire time, and he's gotcha. not really been told anything. I think that's exactly. What it. No, I, I agree. It was like his explanation being visualized on. The I screen. see that. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um. And then at the end, again, you have um, A-Train, like, going into cardiac arrest cardiac because arrest. of his uh, compound B addiction. Um, and, yeah, that's, like, those are, like, the cliffhangers you live off on. Again, Madeline Stitwell gets, like, lasered-eyed, dead, like. Huey somehow pulls Starlight. Like, yeah, but could you, have, did you, could you guys have predicted that, like, Homelander doing that, at least in Season 1? Like, maybe I could see him doing that in later seasons, but in season one, like him no, killing I remember, like the love I, of his life. Like that I was remember wild. saying when I was watching with Peter and you, I was like, it's either the baby or her. One of them is going to get killed off. I thought the baby, but like also I mean, we all thought the baby. Yeah. But cause like that was, that was his weak spot. That was Billy's Trump card. Like I thought like, okay, like he's going to actually get Homelander to do something that he wants. And well, we were wrong. Homelander is that far gone. He's, that crazy he literally killed his one weakness and then at that point you're just thinking to yourself like wow you just cannot stop homelander like there's nothing you can do billy I lost thought you, i really nothing. thought you were about to say homelander is that guy no 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 <laughs> no but i think what, andres what you're saying like i think it's like they have the, the one weakness but then like they keep bringing up his weaknesses over the season and it's really cool to see because they kind of like deconstruct superman in a sense and just kind of be like Oh yeah, he does have weaknesses, and they're actually like really bad character flaws. Like he might not have any physical weaknesses, but he is as flawed as a character as it comes. Oh yeah. Um. So I think I don't have anything else on my like season one list of things like I found really interesting. Um, translucent. It would have been more cool to see like what he could have done like being um invisible. But like again, I love the introduction to Frenchie when he's like, "Yo, what we can do is we can shove a bomb up his butt." blow it up he'll be he'll die um and then like again you get the whole thing with the deep where like they hide his pieces of skin like underwater in a chest and he's like the fish told me where it was yeah and it's just like <laughs> like the whole time and like we'll keep going back to this like the, the deep 
He's the so deep has weird. Some of, the deep has some of the weirdest stuff he says because like it's always like revolving around fish, and he's having like at some point he's having like sex with an octopus and like um oh, or a squid. He's eating Timothy um and getting like this the ink all over himself and whatnot. So just like there's constantly these, these moments where like you're just shocked with what the deep is doing. He's he's something. Oh my gosh, yep. he is something. What a character. But now we're gonna move into season two. Um because I think season two, like I think I think wait, we'll start right here before we go in. What is everyone's season ranking? Because mine is one, two, three from the bottom. So I think three's best season, I think two and one. Completely agree. No, same, I think same. It, I think it's I think okay, the yeah. show is um uh I would I would put it I would say like kinda like the opposite of like the Gen- like at the general CW shows, CW it, like, shows. As you, exactly as you go on it's an upward trend as you go on it gets better and better and this and I, that is in regards to this whole season itself and the endings too of the season I'd say no each season finale was solid because it's like it wrapped up the loose ends from whatever happened that season almost but it's With still something kept new. Real, but yeah it introduced something like the end of season one oh my god Homelander just killed his only weakness what is he about to do he has nothing left to lose, mm-hmm. except it's like, well, we, then we find out later on he has his, like, fan base and ego left to lose, but whatever. Mm. I, th- I think I could be convinced that season two is better than season three, and we'll get into that a little bit. But I think, generally speaking, one is the weakest season. And that's not a bad, bad season at all. They're doing so, like, they have so many, and we'll get into this a little bit when I say, like, things I don't like about the show, but and it's not really that bad. But, like, they have a lot of characters, so they have to introduce everyone. I mean, they have literally, they call it the seven. They have seven superheroes on their, like, their group. So, automatically, you need to be introduced, like, seven superheroes. And then they have the boys, which is, like, a group of four people. So, you have four people that need to be introduced there. And then throughout the season, you constantly add people. So, like, the character list, and we saw it when we ranked on our tier list Tuesday, there's a ton of characters, even characters that, like, like there's a lot of relevant characters. Um, and they had to spend a lot of time to do that. And they in season one, they had to do a ton of work to just introduce you to characters. And that, not that it's a bad thing. Um but definitely, I think, is a little bit of a reason why season one is not as good as season two or three. Yep. So instantly, season two starts, and you have Gustavo Fring from uh, Breaking Bad enter, and which I think is super cool because, like, he was born to play, like, the devious, like, Always. side role. Like, devious, like, head of the company, like, head of the drug drug ring. Like, he was born to play that role, and he kills it as Stan Edgar. He's awesome. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, like just as, like cause I don't think we met him at all in season one. And then like in one of the first scenes, he's just there, like the head of Ot. Um, and I I really like that. And then again, right off right off rip, kind of like you kind of get introduced to Stormfront, and I think Stormfront is like oh a a great like okay awful person, awful 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 person. <laughs> okay, I was just saying, okay, that. but okay, a great okay, okay. great character. Um, because our introduction to Stormfront is like. She's essentially, ha- and her and her marketing team are making memes out of her. Um, yeah. And they're, and people on Twitter are eating that up. And I think it is so funny because, again, that's kind of like, I think season two and three do a good job of, like, knock on modern politics, especially right, right-wing right politics of, like, they're making memes about, like, completely fake stuff. And, like, everyone's eaten up Stormfront. Yep. Everyone yep. loves Stormfront. Um, and I just, like, the introduction is great. Um We'll get into, like, the mystery a little bit, but, like, what was everyone's, like, thoughts on, like, Stormfront, like, in the beginning? Like, before we knew that she was a Nazi. Um, Can, just, you, go ahead. Unfortunately, I mean, at first, I was, like, I had my scout. I saw her. I'm, like, she's going to do something. There's something about her that's, like, weird. They're, they're, like, waiting to review it. 
And then, of course, you know, Jacob, you know, he had to say something. He was like, pay extra careful attention to who she is. So, of course, like, I already had my doubts about her. But, you know, then we see um, them go meet that one lady who was like, oh, yeah, I forget what her old name was before she turned into Stormfront. But Liberty. Liberty. But if Liberty. you think about it, the hints were there. Stormfront, like, kind of with, like, the Nazi party with their whole, like, they kind of have, like, a storm thing. I don't know. Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg, yeah. And it's, like, the color of her outfit, too. Like, the, it, the hints were there at the start, like, that she, you know, was not, had something to hide. And, like, I'll admit, like, I thought she was a pretty good addition as a character up until, you know, I found out she was a Nazi. But, like, I, I kind of, I liked her character because we, I was, like, I, I also thought, I'm, like, huh. We finally have a, uh, a someone who wants to, like, you know, stand up to Homelander. Maybe she might actually, like, join the fight against him. Who knows? That Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, like my first impression, okay, she's a hot shot in the boys that – or in the seven that doesn't really care about – like, she's not intimidated by Homelander at all. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. I don't know where we'll go with that. But there were definitely somewhat subtle indicators of – her Nazism, like with a when she had that one on one conversation with A Train, if you remember, she was she made like a little comment about like certain people not being good enough or something like that, and I was like, okay, that's that's a little off. Uh, let's see. What, that was pretty late. Like that? we there, I don't think there were really any good indications mm-hmm. of Stormfront being a Nazi until at least season and season episode four, episode yeah. five. It was yeah. like. When pretty well Kimiko's concealed. brother, that's when I would say that's when this was like. That's oh, yeah, when she when God. she killed like a whole uh, like um, impoverished minority apartment complex, like mm-hmm. yeah, that was I was like wow. But um, but you could even but you could even believe that was just like she just didn't Stormfront just didn't care about collateral at that point. Um, yeah, but you then could, yeah. you know, at the grabs time, Kimiko's at the time brother and says, "You little yellow." Uh, yeah, well, that, that that was the big reveal. That was, but like, that was a giveaway. That, but like, yeah, that was it. No, yeah, but the thing is, like, yeah, there's no way for you to know that it was it's just collateral damage, sure. But like, after finding out that about her, then it, it, you're like, okay, this all makes sense. Like, yeah, it all makes sense. And like you said, you brought up a good point, and they do a great job on like uh, portraying right wing politics and how they have like basically like, early 2010s like Facebook memes with like uh, right wing figure with that being Stormfront, and yeah, they did a great job with portraying that i thought it was pretty accurate and yeah i mean horrible 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 person my least favorite character in the show but like objectively speaking like she she brought a lot to the show as a character for sure yeah because again like raj mentioned like she's like willing to stand up to homelander she like loves starlight because like starlight is like not like the others and like again like the memes like kind of right when also just politics in general like people like making a meme like Stormfront's awesome, and people are like, yeah, like, put, like, that's facts, like, truth, uh, and get that in a little bit in season three, but, like, I don't know, I just couldn't imagine, like, a better character they could have introduced to the seven to make, like, season two happen, like, it was just, like, exactly the character they needed, because it just brought so much, like, life to the show, well, and then again, you have, like, why not the blonde okay, guy, why not the blonde guy, who Homelander oh just, yeah, the, yeah, the ears, that also kind of oh yeah. That also kind of added to Homelander's whole like like. I forgot e- that happened. His like whole ego thing about like protecting his like image. Yeah, and that, was, that was a rough. I could I could just like I could feel. That was like, awful. It was no, terrible. I could feel the pain. Yeah, but um, um, no, I was gonna say like how Stormfront. We're, we'll get into it a little later, but um, how I was saying she brought a lot to the show. She really did because she was her like death 
um, later on. I think it was in season three. Yeah, it was season three. Yeah. That was the turning point for Homelander. Where he just goes berserk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she brought a lot to the show. Mm-hmm. And then, like, kind of, like, again, timeline's a little all over the place, but you get introduced to, like, a little bit more of the situation here between Homelander, Becca, and Butcher, and you eventually see that, like, Becca's not willing to lead leave Ryan, um, which I think brings a really cool aspect to the show of, like, Becca, like, Becca doesn't want to leave her son, obviously, but Becca also doesn't well, not want to leave her son because she does not want him to end up like Homelander. Like, she is so concerned. Like, she was raped by this guy. She sees the bad, like, the bad person he is. She is so concerned that this, that he will end up like Homelander. And I think it's, like, a really cool element to see, like, kind of, like, especially, like, with, like, and they kind of bring it up a little bit, like, the adoption centers and, uh, I think it's season three when, uh, Starlight and Huey might adopt a child. Like, they're bringing it up a little bit. Like, they don't want to leave this person without a parental figure. Um, which I thought was cool. I thought it was a, it added a good little element. For sure. Um, and additionally, you kind of see that deal there where, like, Homelander promises he's not going to hurt um, Butcher um, if he can see Ryan. And it kind of, again, sets in motion, like, Homelander trying to, like, get in touch with his son. And it kind of leads to his downfall, but also, like, turns Ryan by the end. And we'll see where that goes in Season 4. Um we also meet Greatest Mallory in season two, and this is getting a little negative. I never really bought into Grace Mallory as a character. Like, I think ne- nothing. So that was like the one of the characters that just like it never felt right to me. Like, I didn't know enough about her. I didn't know her motives. I was always conf- like, it felt like she was forced in certain scenes, and then I feel like kind of like that kind of lived up to its expectation because in season three, I felt like Grace Mallory was always like just at home watching Ryan. Like she didn't have a prominent role. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on like uh, Mallory as a character. Um, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. Like she's a very vague character in a way, I guess. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but her motives in wanting to stop the seven is that um, the whole lamplighter situation, or at least that was like a yep. catalyst in that. Yeah. Yep. So, um, no, I think the al- lamplighter thing happened before. Uh, she, I think she formed what? the boys before Lamplighter. Oh yeah, so but there's I that guess, scene. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, actually, you are right. Oh no, 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 no. She formed, she formed the boys because of what happened in, I think it was Nicaragua. Nicaragua, yeah, that's um, it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm glad that they at least did. Like at first, I, I like, I completely agree. Like, I like. Her being a character just is, doesn't leave the best taste in your mouth. Not she's a bad character. Well, not she's like someone you dislike, but also like we don't know a lot about her. So I do appreciate that they at least did give us that whole Nicaragua sequence. Hopefully we can get a little more information on her. But yeah, no, I, I completely agree in that she doesn't bring too, too much to the table because like as far as we're, we're pretty familiar with characters, Billy is the one. He's the leader of the whole thing. Like Grace is like kind of there but sitting in the background but billy is he's the one leading the charge yeah and i think yeah i just think that mallory's an awkward situation where like she's not the lead she like made the boys she's not like i think they kind of put her character in because they wanted to like show how the boys were formed like how they like initially got together but like honestly it wasn't a question i was asking i really didn't care yeah i was just like yeah yeah, but you know some people um and but we have not okay um it's not on my list right now but we have not talked a lot about frenchie Frenchie's a great character. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, but he's involved in like very like very little of like the big plot lines. Um besides ultimately like he's always the character that is just like turning Kamiko in the right direction. Um 
But again, he has like no like really big plot lines. Like, like he doesn't make this list of like of big plot lines. But he is such a great character. Yeah, he is. I loved. I loved. Like, I don't know about how you guys feel, but I loved the whole side plot with him and Kimiko. I thought that was awesome because she's like this escapee from a, like a terrorist organization, and she like is closed off to everything and everyone, and he he brings out the light in her and. She he makes her like actually become like an actual human. human being again, yeah. And like, no, that was I thought that was really cool. Like he's he's a, such a likable character, which in the boys, there's not many because they're all so <laughs> morally corrupt. Even he has his moral corruptions, but not as much as the others. And like, yeah, I totally agree. He's such a very likable character, and wow, well, there's there's not really much to dislike about him. One. Well, Roger's kind of mentioning themes earlier. He's, like, the antithesis to Butcher in a way because, like, Butcher is very, like, like, F that person. Like, we don't need them anymore. And that's kind of what he's willing to do with Kamiko. He's, like, she's a soup. Like, we got to kill it. Um, And then Frenchie's, like, no. Like, she's a human being. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I was in her shoes once. So, again, little great things there. And then we kind of, going back to season two, um, Compound V being leaked to the media is kind of, like, a catalyst to towards like the plot. Like we kind of had stuff going down the line, but once uh, Starlight leaked um, Compound V, that pretty much like set everything in motion because that like that required Stan Edgar to respond, um, and just like a whole line of things happened because of it, and that also um, happened because Starlight blackmailed A Train because of the pop pop claw situation. So again, like what are this, some of the stuff this show has? There's a lot of blackmail because they like events happen in season one and they refer them back as like blackmail. Like, Oh, you remember when you OD'd your own like girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Like I have that on video. I will use that if you don't do what I want to do. And again, it shows like the corruption of Vought where like all the, the seven is constantly blackmailing each other all the time. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's, that, that is so funny. And like, yeah, it's always, that's always like how you gain leverage over a seven member in the show. It's just blackmail. Mm-hmm. And another thing I want to talk about, I think it was in season two with you guys, was Victoria Newman. What are thoughts? And just on her as a character and then eventually the, the big reveal. I don't know what she's planning. I love Newman. I think, like, she's the Stan Edgar of, like, but on, like, a lower level trying to gain power. And I think it's really cool. Um, Like, she's concealing her suit powers because, like, she knows that will, like, compromise her chances in, in like, government. Um, but again, I don't know what she's up to. Like, I if if by the end of season four, she was actually like she didn't really want to be a soup, but she was just like doing what she needed to do to rise to power. I would totally believe it. Like, cause like she's totally killing this president candidate. Like Singer, the pres Rob Singer. Mm-hmm. I think he's running for president. Yeah, like, he's totally like Newman's on the Newman's the president. Like that guy's dead. That's man. gonna <laughs> yeah, like yeah, he's gone. Um, so I think like I wouldn't be shocked if she was completely good and she was just like a double agent to get what she wanted but i also wouldn't be shocked if she got to power and like went full like homelander so like you don't know what she's doing but she's like likable enough in the scenes that you're kind of like i'm like low-key rooting for her still like even though she's like kind of a bad guy at the moment because like she's very likable yeah um no like how what was your guys reaction to to her being known as the or her being revealed as the head popper because for me personally I'm a, in a very small minority here. I I genuinely had a feeling that she was the head popper because she always turned out to be at that location, always seemed to make it out. And, like, she seemed too 
like when you, she I was at such an extreme anti soup, I'd be like, like I was thinking to myself, okay, there has to be one little thing with that. If she's so anti soup, honestly, it would make sense for her to actually be a soup. I mean, I was, I was, in, I wouldn't say I was caught by a surprise. I was just more like, oh, so that's the big reveal. Okay, let's see how where this goes. I knew she was the head popper before I even started watching the show. So wow. I watched season two. I watched season th- three with you guys. Oh, uh, his first oh, episodes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, no, Oops. I already knew. Um, but it's still like a little cool reveal, especially when she blasts off Tony's head. Um, and you're just like, wow. Yeah. Um, but again, I think Newman's like growing, like her upbringing. It re- again really brings like interesting points. Like Stan Edgar adopts her. Um, yeah, that that was like, a big twist. Yeah, like kind of like pretty much. I don't want to say raises her for slaughter, but like raises her in his own devious ways. And then Newman ends up having a daughter. Not, no, not Nadia. Not Nadia. Um, so I don't remember his daughter's name. Um, but Newman ends up having her own daughter and ends up injecting her with Compound V. Um, which again, like it's a really interesting scene because the whole time, like Newman seems upset that she's injecting her own child with like Compound V, but it almost feels like she's doing it out of necessity. Yes, like she's holding her. The she's not like. She doesn't inject her child with compound V and say, suck it up. You're going to be strong. She's like the whole time. She's like really upset that she's doing it. Um, which I think it's like, you don't know where that is going yet, but it's interesting. Again, I almost feel like it's like a way of like, I'm giving you compound V so you can be strong so you can defend yourself. Um, so I'm excited to see where she goes. She's definitely going to be like, she's like Stormfront of season four, like Stormfront took precedence in season two. Um, soldier boy took precedence in season three. Newman is taking precedence in season four. Um, I believe. Yeah, either her or and, Ryan, I'd say. No, nah, Ryan, I, Ryan's for I, there's a spinoff of the boys with the kids. Oh, that's, what oh, I that's know. right. Okay, okay, yeah. I think it's like, also yeah, like yeah. with with a show that high profile, I would be shocked if they went to a child actor for like a majority of screen time. Um, that's valid because like he doesn't have a lot of screen time. So like I'm not saying I'm not like trying to say he's a bad actor mm-hmm. or anything, but like if you just give Ryan a ton of screen time, like you might just like lower the quality of your show. Um, yeah, but. One thing we have to bring up in season two is the deep in the church of the collective, because we have <laughs> oh some of the Lord. best one-liners, some of the most comical moments come from like the deep in the church of the collective, because it's all just like a bunch of like crap and like <laughs> nice talk. And the deep is like not buying it. And then like, suddenly he's like transformed and they like hook him up with Cassandra, his like girlfriend that like is pretty much keeping an eye on him. And it's just like, all of it is so funny. Here, have a fresca. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I like, I I mean, yeah. I guess they they just they really reeled him in with the idea that they could get him back into the seven. But again, I think it's almost like a, I think they're doing it like a dig at like certain like groups in society yeah. because yes, like absolutely. it's the whole like positive talk. They were like deep, like you're not allowed to like you shouldn't have done that to Starlight. And he's like at the beginning, he's like, why not? Yeah. And then like he kind of like comes around a little bit, but then like he's just a, like he's like now he's like a better season three. He's like a better guy, but like not really. He's still like a jerk, <laughs> but he's like n- nicer. Um, I don't know. He, I feel like he's like he more is like in, aware of himself, but then he just does more things because he's aware of himself. They have the whole time where like his gills are talking to him. Oh, and like, <laughs> and then 
I guess we're going to go ahead, but like at the end of season two, or not even at the end of season two, he gets on this whale to go stop, go stop everyone. From oh my gosh. And his whale gets run into by a speedboat and just like bursts and it's just bleeding and the deep is on top, like pretty much crying because his whale. That scene is outrageous. It's so funny. I don't remember. Uh, it was like, because the deep was making his bigger turn and he just like fumbled. And then there's Hugh yeah. who just gave up and just sat in the whale. That was funny. I was like, that's good. I was like, that's disgusting. He's just chilling the blubber. Mm -hmm. oh my God. All right. So yeah, we got like Stormfront is, uh, is a Nazi. Um, and I think it was really well, I think it was really well done because like she's a suit, but like, she's not aging. And she was like there initially for like Vaught. And it would totally make sense um, for Frederick Vaught. And it would totally make sense to me that a Nazi scientist would develop a compound V to make like their race like superior like race by injecting them with it like that totally like historically like makes sense to me like i bought like that reasoning for i often like if i don't buy a villain's reason for being a villain i'm kind of like that makes the villain lesser like i totally bought like why frederick Vaught did what he did um Absolutely. and why he was a villain and then why stormfront has like been living like this time Zero. totally agree and then also i think it's an interesting dynamic because like stormfront they kind of brought it up a little bit in that episode stormfront like has lived a like a long time like she had her daughter and watched her daughter die um it's like a really interesting concept yeah like, if you live that long like you are still young but you like raised your own daughter and stuff so it was cool and then we eventually figure out that she's using uh compound v on adult trials and i think that's when we meet lamplighter and again i think lamplighter was kind of a a little bit of an l character because like they brought up yeah. some parts about him but like ultimately he just wasn't there long enough like i actually like kind of dug him dug him for like the time we that we that we had him like i thought he was a cool character um but ultimately like they just kind of like introduced him and killed him off pretty quickly um and i think it would have been cool to see him do some good things but yeah. be rocking with lamp later and th i mean i thought he was kind of mid to be honest i didn't like obviously he had like the whole like um mallory storyline but like i don't know he was just when when we when we when we got to know a little more of him, like in the present time, it was just he had a porn addiction and then just like didn't really do anything after that. Just killed himself and that that was that. Um, like I didn't I, I wasn't too big on him. Like yeah, we had like the whole like uh, adult like kind of test trial like with the compound V, but I don't know. I I didn't really think he brought too much and like his death mm -hmm. isn't really gonna impact the future of the show in any way. It's just more about tying up loose ends. Well, I think they used his character as a way to develop uh, Frenchie's backstory. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, with yeah. his friends oh. and the ODs and stuff. Of course, yes. Yeah. But, I don't know, when you use, like, a character such as Lamplighter to, like, not, like, he doesn't really have his own thing he stands on. He's just standing on, like, um, like, he's just there to give Frenchie's backstory. It just kind of felt, like, a little bit, like... Wow, this big character we talked about for like the entirety of season one because they kept bringing up Frenchie and Lamplighter, um, and whatnot. And then I guess we're I'm going to talk about it now. It's on the list, but like MM to this point, oh my, is like like Mother's Milk is like um, again like I don't know why they call him that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, um, I don't know the context, but he's like he doesn't have any big plot lines really, but yes. he's just always there and he's always like the good guy. Like he's like the guiding soul. Like he doesn't do anything bad. Um, so I don't know. He's just like a great, like perfect side character. Uh, well, I, I, you'd have to add that that little stipulation of he doesn't have any big plot lines yet because in season three, we get a lot more context in his backstory. Yes. Soldier boy. 
Yeah, and, and the MM, I will say, is one of my favorite characters for, for multiple reasons. Like, I loved his storyline in Season 3, and also, like, I think he's the most morally just character in the show. Oh, 1,000%. One, 1, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. maybe Starlight's close. Yeah, but, I, I yeah, she's close. But just with all, all the blackmail and stuff, I guess, I, I think MM mm-hmm. takes the edge. Yeah. And then, kind of flying through the rest of Season 2... We have A Train gives dirt on Stormfront, and that's what leads to um, that's what leads to like them revealing her as a Nazi. And I like seeing her lose it when they like when it's discovered that she's a Nazi. Like she's like completely in denial that like she has been revealed for like the like scumbag person she is. Um, and again, A Train's doing this because he wants to like be back in, and like he kind of feels guilty. Um, so it just like complicates his storyline. And then best fight in the entire show is Kamiko Starlight. Mave throwing down with Stormfront. That was like such a oh, cool fight. I loved, I loved that. I was it was so satisfying to see um Stormfront just getting her ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Again, haven't talked about Mave up to this point, but I like Mave oh. is a great character as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, she definitely I think as the show went on, she's she really redeemed herself in many ways. Like not, mm-hmm. not in terms of being like, oh, she became a better objective character, but like more better in like of like the fan, like a fan liking her and her like likely, like just being liked. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then we have Ryan who kills Becca, which is crazy. Like just and Stormfront, but like eventually, actually no, Stormfront doesn't die. Yeah. Um. But like takes down Stormfront, kills his own mom, and that again, that was another like what moment. I was like, they just killed off like our main character Butcher's like love of his life ryan killed his own mom and it's because he couldn't control his powers um and you're shocked because like becca just bleeds out like just dies right away like the endings are crazy but like at that point i was like oh my god they got rid of billy's like main reason wanting to end the seven like at that point billy had gotten done by homelander twice in the sense that he he sexually assaulted um, his wife, and also the bi- the product of that, his their kid killed his wife. Like, mm-hmm. wow, that was like at that point, it's like a tough look. Yeah, Personally, I mean, if I was that's, Billy, that's I wouldn't take that. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but uh, like at that point, I was sitting there like, oh my god, Billy is the driving like force behind the boys, and he just lost his main reason. What is going to happen now? Like, mm-hmm. is he going to lose it? Like. I was just like, I was at the edge of my seat. I, I needed to watch season three at that point. I was just, wow. Like that was an insane ending. Yep. And for the most part, he does lose it. Cause going into season three, it is all like pretty much everyone just doing like whatever it takes doing what, like it goes completely like season three's tone is like completely, like people are kind of playing conservative in the beginning. Season three is wild. Um, and what's interesting about season three is you start off and it's been like a year since season two. Like it has been a long time. Like, not for us, but, like, for, like, the characters. Because they've been, like, pretty chill. And, like, things are tame. Stormfront's, like, not dead. Which, that changes, like... If Stormfront doesn't kill herself, that changes everything. Mm-hmm. Because that's what, again, I think, Anders, you had pointed out earlier. That's what, like, set uh, Homelander over the edge. So, like, that little, like, little detail of, like, her just being, like, pretty much incapacitated. And then deciding to kill herself. That changes so much. Um, yep. So then, this season three is Soldier Boy season. Um, 
and we had heard the name a little bit in season two, and it was good to finally like see him. Um, and this is when really Soldier Boy and uh, Mother's Milk kind of have their like their moment to shine. Um, this is MM season. Um, but again, Billy is on his own mission because he's pissed. <laughs> given like uh, I mean, rightfully for good so. reason, yeah, rightfully yes. he's pissed. Rightfully so, so like you actually see like the fissure of the boys. Like you see Huey for the most part. You see Huey and Butcher go one way. You see MM French meet Frenchy Kamiko and eventually Starlight go another way. Um but it shows kind of like like people have other like other interests. Like they weren't working together as a team. Um so I think it was just a really interesting dynamic. We get introduced to Temporary V, um, which is a cool concept, but like kind of cheap, not gonna lie. Like it definitely felt like a little fan service to me, but I I I I I I, I fell for it. Like I I, I enjoyed it. Like <laughs> I know Billy. Like, it was it was interesting to see Billy um kind of go against all his morals and just all all his beliefs in doing it. But you have to think about it. It kind of makes sense. He lost like everything, so mm-hmm. he has nothing I, left to like, lose. Yeah. So like yeah, and that is that was his only chance at getting that full closure yep. of having a chance of um taking down Homelander. And like I I told it to Raj or someone before it happened. Like. I have a feeling that his temp V power will be exactly Homelander because they're ultimately like kind of two sides of the same coin in a way. They no, are, they they are. Like, they drop parallels yeah. all the time between yeah, both of them. Exactly. So I was like, okay, that would make sense. And what do I know? It, it that exactly happened, and I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, kind of fan servicey, but man, I I I fell in love with that. I loved it. I did also get sick of the Huey uh, losing his clothes when he was teleporting stuff. Like, it yeah. got old. Yeah, I think they did. did that because they didn't want people being like, oh, it's not realistic for your clothes to, like, not follow you when you uh, teleport. But, like, I did get sick of it after a while. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, like, I'm n- enough of the gag. Um, but that, and then I feel like here they did a lot of, like, a lot of political things in Season 3, but they did it really well. Um, you have Homelander essentially, like, I'm just going to say it, pulling a Donald Trump. Saying like spewing just like random crap about anything, um, just like this is America, um, you just right wing politics whole way through. Like it was so obvious, like oh, America, yeah. and then <laughs> then you have Todd, like the blind follower, <laughs> exactly. who's eating this up. Yep, and like, it's just like uh, it was it was really funny. Um, and you're just like they couldn't believe it. he's like Starlight, like Starlight's corrupt, and you're just like what? Like that's not even that's not true. Like you're awful. Um, so that, that was funny. Um, and you had the whole thing with Blue Hawk. Um, oh my god! Which, which is a heavy was a heavy topic, but um, Blue Hawk is the worst, like the worst, because his apology speech, again, it was a I think it's a knock on right wing politics, like was horrendous. Because he's like, because they're asking him why he's patrolling the black neighborhoods, and he's like, well, the most crime happens there. And then, like, some, like, he says one other thing, and then he keeps, like, coming back to the mic to, like, defend himself instead of just being, like, sorry. And then he ends up lashing out. And, like, I don't know, it was, like, very, like, representative of, like, the climate of today's, like, um, social movements. And I think they did it really well, and they represented it well on the show. Um, mm-hmm. But it also contributed, again, to A-Train's, like, continuous arc, yes. which is, like, was cool. Um because again, even after all of that, he wasn't able to stand. Like he wasn't able to stand with it. Um, because his brother says that after he gets paralyzed from Blue Hawk, he's like, "You killed him. Like you, we wanted to see him locked up, and you decided you need to go kill him." Um, 
So I thought that was like a really cool, um, like really cool symbolism in the show. For sure. And I think that the addition of his character also was, it had like more of a significant addition to the show because he makes you kind of sympathize with A-Train. Yeah, because at, at that point in the show, like A-Train's just this cocky, very flamboyant speedster. And you just, you don't really like him, but I don't know that, that little mini Blue Hawk arc really, it, it, it makes you sympathize a little bit. I will say, at least, mm-hmm. at least for me. I can see that. Yeah, no, it, it kind of humanizes A-Train a little more from that first scene you see him in. It did, but it almost still felt like when he was talking, like, he was, like, when he talked to his brother, um, you see, like, he just keeps saying, like, his brother's like, you shouldn't have killed him. And A-Train's like, what do you mean? Like, I did that. Like, I did this, like, for you. I got, like, revenge. And he was like, it's just like, no, I wanted to see him lock- locked up. And you just, like, lashed out. Like, you did this for yourself not for, like, everyone. And that's kind of what he's doing. He trains out for himself the entire time, mm-hmm. um, which is his big downfall. Um, that kind of conclude, concludes his plot for the, the whole entire thing. Um, we're kind of flying through a little bit kind of to keep these episodes around an hour. Um, but this would not be a review if we didn't talk about episode six of The Boys, season three, Hero Gasm. Oh, because my God. After, oh, all, after the entirety of The Boys, all, like, the weird like, termites crawling in some other dude's penis, after <sighs> all of that stuff, <sighs> you get Hero Gasm, which is just an outlandish episode. Like, just even the name is outlandish. And then the things that happen within the episode are crazy, but just, like, the, the place at which this event takes, like, the the place that like the, all this drama goes down is just ridiculous. Like so, if you're not familiar with the show and you're still listening, Herogasm is a bunch of superheroes pretty much just having like a big orgy like the entire like the entire day. Yeah. Or it might be like a week. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my, it's it's so outrageous. But I will say that my favorite uh, fight in the show was in that episode. Oh, the Homelander. It was uh, great. Yes. The the um, yeah, great. Homelander Butcher Huey mm-hmm. versus Soldier Boy or uh, that and they get so this close yeah. yeah it was they get right this there. close it was like um, a parallel to the Thanos moment in Infinity War where they're about to take yep. the gauntlet off mm-hmm. but no I thought like just like Hero Guys and out of all things was just like it's funny I think you see Termite there again um but then you kind of again you have these moments with um MM again where like. Starlight snaps him out of it because, like, Homelander's there and he's like, Starlight's like, they need help. Like, all these people out on the lawn who just got blasted, like, they all need help. And, like, you see kind of MM's, like, the true moral compass, like, good guy goes out and helps everyone and leaves Soldier Boy back. And, again, we haven't talked much about Soldier Boy at this point. Um, Soldier Boy is, like, a cool character. Like, he's super strong. Um, He kind of comes out of the ice or out of the nerve agent. um, And... He doesn't really, he's a man out of time a little bit, um, super strong, but again, messed up. Like he's smoking all the time. It's funny at one point they have him on weed because like, they just don't want him to have like PTSD <laughs> and like blow something up. So they're just, he's just on weed for like the entire episode. Um, and then again, another funny scene is when the deep and Ashley decide that they need to move Maeve. So they like put, they just, they, they don't guard her at all. They just, like, put to her some, with, like, some regular gas, and then Maeve breaks out, and then, like, Homelander finds us out, and you could just see, like, I felt, like, I was, like, what's gonna ha- what the hell's gonna happen, because, like, I could just, I just knew Homelander was gonna be so pissed at the Deep, and it, of course it was the Deep. Like, yeah. out of all characters to screw that up, the Deep doing it was awesome. Yeah, for and, sure. And now we're gonna get to 
my favorite character in the boys, Black Noir. His little arc, like the best thing about Black Noir is he doesn't say anything the entire show. <laughs> he's just always there and he's like loyal. He nods, he goes and does things like he's badass and whatnot. But I loved his little arc. Like, I don't know. I felt like it was, it showed so much about his character. Like, I just, I don't know why it resonated with me so much, but I thought it was great. I, I was genuinely sad when he died. I was genuinely mm-hmm, sad. Yeah. I like, like that, 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 those few minutes of just his like innocence uh, as a result of the like traumatic brain injury, like that just makes you, it makes you like so, like I was so sad. Like I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this, he's such a whole, he's actually, he's not really wholesome, but like he's wholesome. Like that, that part of him is wholesome. And like, I was like, oh man, wow. Like I was, Genuine, like that might have been the saddest death in the show for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that. I was just like, uh, I, as soon as the scene was coming up, I knew the plot and the character and everything. I saw where it was going, and I'm like, oh no, he should not have gone back. Well, I think like they have the little moments where like the birds are next to him. They're like they're all saying that they're like they're proud of him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know, I just like hit a nerve. I was just like, yeah, that like it was like that man, like. Like, this character had been, like, bad the whole time that we just, like, assumed, like, he's just, like, a bad character. He's sitting there in silence, and he's got, like, so much depth to him, but he just can't express it because he's, like, he suffered a traumatic brain injury. Um, and, yeah, no, I just thought it was, and then he dies, and it's just, like, unfortunate because he dies at the one person that he, like, followed for all these years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and then it's great when, like, like you see, start you start seeing Homelander's weaknesses, and he finds out that Soldier Boy is his dad. Um, which again, oh, to- I totally a, believed it. I have a theory on this though. So yeah. think about this. So Soldier Boy was the sperm donor. Who do you think the egg donor was? Who do you think wanted to create a perfect human and a super a superior race with one me- one person leading them? You think it was Stormfront? I think Stormfront was the egg donor, and Stormfront is Homelander's mom. I don't know because that would be funny. But here's wild. the thing. But here's no. the thing, though. Stormfront. They say that they say that Soldier Boy was trying to get the Reds. That's what they kept saying. The communists. And that was like seventies, nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties, and then Stormfront was around in the forties for World War Two. But she was with Vought and all of them still. So she what she could have been As around. At, she could have been around at the time. You never know. <laughs> and he doesn't have a mommy kink. Exactly. Okay, that's not that's not a it's not a bad okay. theory. We're getting theories down here on the Washed Athlete <laughs> podcast. Um but that would be crazy. Um but yeah, and then the, my favorite moment is when Soldier Boy tells Stormlander that he wouldn't want to be his dad because Homelander's a you know what. Like yeah. and it's just a great it's a great line cuz then it just throws down. You just see Homelander's broken at this point. Oh yeah. Like, he, like he wants to be loved so bad. He starts having like the the when he's in the mirror and he's like losing it, um, and whatnot. And they're like trying to erase a little part of human that's left of him. And Homelander is just devastated by the fact that Soldier Boy like pretty much just calls. Yeah, like <laughs> he just loses it. Yeah, um, and that kind of goes down into this like big fight. Um, and it's cool to see Huey at the end get his arc of turning on the lights for Starlight instead of like taking some V and running in. Um. Although I gotta be honest here, I don't know if anyone felt this way. It was a big fight, and Starlight was like way, was floating in that air way too long. Like, she, like oh yeah, she yeah, to- she totally should have gotten clapped. Yeah, I don't they, know they how they she didn't that. get melted. No, they mm-hmm. they dragged that for sure. 
Like, I just don't think they need, like, I think they could have just, like, had him turn on the lights really quickly and start, like, just kind of absorb it all and just, like, blast it out really quickly. Like, I just felt like it was way too drawn out. However, with that fight, though, one thing, Maeve, re- like, her redemption arc was completed with that mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. Completely redeemed. Yep. And that's on the, that's on I, the, I that's on the Maeve list. Had, I think Maeve had Homelander, like, by the throat at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, she, what, put a pencil through his, like, brain? No, it was like, no, it was like a metal rod. Yeah. It was like... And, no, I completely agree. Maeve, like, to see her just, like, twist her head around and just, like, jump out the window with mm-hmm. him. I thought she was died. I was, like, upset. Yeah. I was, like, this sad, but, like, it was a hero. But uh, this, does, hero this does show, though, that uh, the power that he has, it won't kill a soup. It'll just take their uh, powers away. So mm-hmm. maybe yeah. he might come back. Maybe they might try to recreate it. Who knows? Yeah, and that might be a part of... Uh, a big part of season four because obviously we know that uh, Soldier Boy is not dead. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, Maeve, Mallory, great Grace character. Yeah, that's that's that was another twist. What? I mean, in the twist? CIA, it makes sense. The, the CIA also hates like Vought. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I think to, I think it's gonna spin the CIA to kind of be like they're gonna try to like pretty much like do they're gonna, gonna, gonna do shady stuff kind of like what Vought did or the russians did and they're gonna try to like poke and prod soldier boy to figure out how his like what his power is how it raises suit powers and they're gonna try to get homelander to lose his powers um so and then again end of the scene like you kind of see how messed up everything is homelander blasts the liberal like right in the head with his laser beams kills him on the spot people are cheering and Ryan is in the back, smiling. And he's enjoying it. Yeah. Now we have two homelanders on our hands. But, um, no, I mean, like, that ending with, with Grace Mallory, like, this adds to her character. Like, what, 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 do, we don't know what she wants to do with, with having Soldier Boy. Like, this is, mm-hmm. a, it's, it leaves a lot of questions. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of like just like a big rundown of the show. Um, again, there's some wild stuff that's happening. Um, before we head out, I wanted to get everyone's. Oh, before sorry, before we end, terror. I forgot to mention terror, and I, I I'm sorry about it. Terror is the best dog ever. The fact that Butcher named his dog Terror is was absolutely comedy to me. Like I didn't even like I didn't accept <laughs> it to come, and then I saw this dog. And I was like, oh, that's a cool dog. And then he was like, give it like he was like, what's up, lad? And he kept calling him Terror, and I was like, this is great. Like this is totally <laughs> Butcher. Yes. it felt so on brand. Absolutely. Like, I, like, oh, where did I have him in my tier list? I definitely had him up there. Terror is S tier. I had Terror in my high tier, too. I had Terror in my, oh, I, I moved him to B, but I had him in wow. A, but yeah. <laughs> but I, no, I'm, I'm yeah. a big Terror guy, I will say. No, Terror is legendary. Um, I just like the name, it's just great. Um, before we head out, I want to get everyone's favorite character, um, or like just a character you like a lot that might not be mentioned, and then least favorite character or character you hate the most. Okay. So my uh, favorite character is Stormfront now. It's actually the deep now. My favorite, I gotta say, it's probably gonna be hmm, I don't know. Uh, ugh, there's a lot up there. Hmm. That's not an answer. I know I'm thinking. <laughs> I thought I thought I feel like I'd I, I feel like I'd know who you'd like, but I, I guess not. I don't know. Hmm. I, 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 I thought you would have sent Billy, but I guess not. Billy's up there, but I'm also debating between like Black Noir too. Like, yeah, no, he's up there for me, but not my favorite. I think I'm gonna have to go with Billy. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably yeah Billy. 
And least and favorite, least... Stormfront. Come on, she's a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's the worst. Um, like, by principle, she is. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite is... He's been my favorite throughout the entirety of the show, and I really, like, solid- he solidified that spot in Season 3, M.M. Uh, I think, like, getting his backstory in Season 3, it's such a, like, you're, you're really rooting for the guy. You're rooting for, from Season 1. He's just, he's the morally right guy. He always wants to help people. And then in Season 3, like, man, you, that just got amplified tenfold, a thousandfold when I found out his backstory and, like, wow, like, why he has OCD, everything, like, I, I think he's just a great guy. I, I, I love his character, how he has that whole, like, wanting to get his spend time with his daughter, or, like, little storyline. Like, i always rooting for M.M. No matter what, I'm a ride or die with M.M. So he's definitely my favorite character. And then least favorite, Stormfront as well, because she is the worst. Her comments are just personality, just awful. I hate her so much with every fiber of my body. She is the worst, like, I'm glad she, that she's gone now. Yeah, so favorite character on me, Black Noir, I said it earlier. I don't know how they managed to make a character. It's, it shows how good they are. They managed... What? They've, no, you're right. No, it's, it's funny. funny. How it's a character that... Yeah. How doesn't he's like speak. A top, yeah, he he's doesn't one speak. of our favorite characters. He doesn't speak at all. He, like, just... He doesn't even do anything. He just, like, goes on missions, like, side missions, and is just, like, there in the corner. And then in season three, they give him, like, a little bit of an arc. With like these goofy like <laughs> da- like these da- like these animals that just like follow him around that are cartoons and everyone likes him like I don't know I like I think it's common knowledge that people like Black Noir and it's just like he's got a stupid name he doesn't talk at all and he's just a great character I just like he makes me happy when I see him I'm just like this guy yeah um and then even Homelander at the end like he gets like he's upset when like Black Noir like takes out his chip he's like. I could trust that guy. And then he comes back and he's like, I always knew I could trust you, Black Noir. I'm like, this guy is loyal as hell. Like, I was like, I was hyped about it. Um, and then least favorite character. I mean, Stormfront's a bad character. Like, really <laughs> I'm going to go with A-Train. I'm not, I don't want to copy you guys. I'm going to go with A-Train. Um, I think he could be up for Redemption Arc, which would be fun. And I'm excited to see it. But A-Train is like, he's actually like, I don't know. He's just like, he's not true to himself at all. Like, at least like some of the other characters that are bad are like true to themselves. Like, a-Train, like, I think he has good inside of him, but he cares so much about what other people think about him that it, like, drives everything. Like, he kills Popclaw because he doesn't want people to know that he has a drug addiction. Um, he, when his own brother gets assaulted, like, gets pretty much, like, hate-crimed by Blue Hawk, he, like, doesn't do what he should do. Like, he just, like, kills him. Um, and then he's upset, like, that... Um, I keep forgetting his brother's name. Um, but he's upset that he, like that his brother isn't happy that he killed him. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't he does not get it because he's, like, so concerned about his own self-image. Um, and then even, like, he wasn't, like, willing to stand up to Blue Hawk, like, like at, at that podium, like, at that event. He was just kind of like, okay, let's leave, let's leave. Like, he didn't, like, confront him or anything. Um, just shows, like, how much he cares. And again, like, on the earlier stuff, like, he just, like, he cares about how everyone thinks about him. Like, he ran through Robin, um... And then in that moment, he was all, like, shocked. And then, like, you see in the back, he's, like, joking about, like, swallowing a moral alert. He's just, like, he's just an ass. Um, and he just cares about how other people perceive him, and I don't like that. So, but I will say, and we'll go quick round table. best character in the show, I think, like, best characterization, I think Stormfront is the best, well, like, most well-done character because, like, you hate her so much. Mm-hmm. And her coming into season two, like, added so much energy to the show. Um, like, season, like, and then, again, I liked her in the beginning of season two. Like I thought the whole meme thing was like really cool, like refreshing energy. Like she was kind of like rooting for star, like yeah, like screw Homelander and whatnot. 
and then by like season six in the episode, like in the season by episode six, you hate her guts, and then you're excited when she's getting like smacked down in the last episode, season finale. So, say best character goes to Stormfront. What about you guys? No, I I agree with you on that. She was very well done as a character. She was. Um. Oh man, I I I do agree with that. But best character like that, I mean. Oh, I would, I would also say Homelander's up there. Homelander's too, definitely up there. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, mm, that that is a good question. Mm. Like yeah, and we can sit here and do themes all day about like that come up in the show. Like Raj, I know Raj had some themes that he um brought up earlier, and that he has on like we have our little notes on over here. But like one of the things with Homelander is like strongest dude in the world, most powerful soup soup. He has so many weaknesses. Like you could break him down so easily. Yeah. Um. With these things, and kind of just like everyone has a weakness. Um, everyone needs like help in a sense. Yeah, another character that I hated was Ashley. She is the worst. All she cares about is moving up in Vought and maintaining that image. She doesn't care about any morals or anyone's feelings. All she cares about is moving up in Vought, and she is so annoying. Like, like when Maeve called her out on that, like saying, just be a human. Like I, that was like, I needed that. Like, thank God that was said. Like I needed mm-hmm. to hear that. Yep. Well, does anyone have anything else they'd like to say about the boys before we hang up this long awaited pod? Oh uh, yeah. Justin, I'd like you to gargle my. Okay. Soldier yeah. boy, 2022. <laughs> 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 All right. So anyway, that is going to be the end of this episode of the podcast. Like I said, this is not a main line episode of the podcast. We're just going to upload this separately as a The Boys review. But again, um, our college schedules are busy, so we're going to kind of like do episodes week by week, but we couldn't carve out another time um, this week to do like two episodes. So we hope you all enjoyed. If this is your first time watching the Watch Athlete podcast, welcome. Make sure you subscribe, like the video, check out some of our other content. Uh, we do TLS Tuesdays every day over on Instagram. The link to all our socials is down in the description. Use code WASH20 at buck.com and we will see you next time. Peace. Kenny Pickett.